Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, The Culture Edit Reloaded. I'm Sandra Patel, founder and CEO of Transition Partners. This season, I'm flying solo as I sit down with international leaders to discuss their leadership journeys and how they have embedded a thriving and positive culture. Hello and welcome back to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, The Culture Edit. My name is Sandra Patel and I'm CEO of Transition Partners and I'm really delighted today to be recording with Greg, the CTO at Clue. Hi Greg, how are you? I'm good, thank you Sandra and thank you very much for, for an opportunity of having me Oh, you're welcome. I've been um, I've been really, really looking forward to it. So it'd be really good initially, Greg, if you could tell our listeners a bit more about your background um, and your journey into leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I started with all things related technology back in 1999 when I was in school. So I was helping my <laughs> classmates with uh, some coding tasks. And uh, also, I think, yeah, like the first website I built was back in um, previous millennia. Wow. Um, Then, yeah, professionally started working on on websites Mm -hmm. uh, in 2004. And back then, it was like a one-man show. So you have to be like everything, developer, designer, project management, manager, and uh, yeah, like negotiating contract and stuff like that. And I think that in a way shaped or like defined me as uh or like my career so i was i was basically in a management leadership positions from very early days and then i grew uh together with like the size of the companies i I was joining so i think my first team was just team of two people then it was like team of five team of ten team of like 20 uh like now I'm, i'm leading team of approximately 50 uh, 60 people um, at wow. so, yeah. yeah okay cool fantastic um, brilliant and so how many years altogether leadership experience would you say you have so I would count uh, from 2012 I think so yeah, yeah it would be like 11 uh, 11 okay. years of yeah. management experience leading uh, leading engineers. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And that's always been engineering teams? Uh, yes, mostly. Like currently at Clue, I have very special uh, role. So I, I manage engineering data, which is kind of quite common for, for the CTO. But uh, also I am responsible mm-hmm. for the customer support team, which is very interesting and I think it helps um, product development a lot to to bring these two departments together and ensure that uh, communication uh, flows uh, seamlessly between those two. Yeah, cool, fantastic, brilliant. Oh well, it's 11 years worth of leadership experience so I'm looking forward to hearing more about that and what's worked well for you. Um, fantastic, so um, it'd be really good to just kind of touch more now around the cultural side um what would you how how would you say that your culture um has evolved over the years particularly within clue um it's that it's like the largest team that you've been responsible for so i think that'd be really interesting to see how you've kind of evolved that over time to now managing such a so much of a a larger um, team and how you can you know how you've retained that culture within the business 
Yeah, I think currently, um, in terms of, is it like about my personal culture or like a culture of the company um, in general? So, like, what? Um, culture of the company and how you, um, you know, how you've kind of how you, you've, you know, your style has added value to developing and building that culture. Yeah, um, I think currently we have very um, collaborative culture and like we, we keep emphasizing it like over and over again. Mm -hmm. So we encourage people to uh, to discuss uh, whatever challenges they have like in a wider groups do not keep um, certain problems hidden from um, from the the outside uh, and yeah so asking everyone to that only together only by uh, collaboration we can we can actually uh, bring um, a lot of value to to our customers uh, faster I think that evolved over time I'm I'm with clue. <clears throat> Uh, when I started, I think there was a bit more, uh, a bit more silos that, than now. Now I would say like we almost, uh, at the, at the level where, when everyone is not afraid to, uh, of like, uh, talking to each other, bringing, uh, the, the challenges to the table for, for wider, wider discussion. <clears throat> that was the evolution yeah. of, uh, of culture. And what, what, um, I think of the right word, like, how did you, how, how did you achieve that? What do you think you've done differently? Because that's quite, it's quite difficult. There's a lot of organizations that don't have that culture and they strive towards having that culture, but I think it can be really, really difficult. Um, you know, it's been in that open space where you're comfortable in speaking out and knowing that it's going to be received positively can be quite difficult. Absolutely, yes. And um, one of the key elements here is uh, to be an example, to have to show mm -hmm. uh, the people that there is nothing to uh, to be worried about um, if, you know, some problem bubbles up. That's rather when it, it's yeah. kind of getting swiped under the carpet, then it's just getting bigger and all the problems accumulate and result in way bigger kind of explosive problem than uh, if it's uh, started, you know, like if collaboration started earlier. So another thing is, <clears throat> um, I mean, we call it like repetition is, is the key to adult learning. So apart from showing something, you also need to repeat and keep emphasizing of uh, the importance of this collaboration. So it's like, you, you don't, you shouldn't really think that people, uh, Everyone will figure it out by themselves or they will remember it. But if you're consistently communicating the way you want people to, uh, to work together and the way you, you want your culture to be, um, then I think it, it gets kind of uh, remembered and considered and <clears throat> every time yeah. they face a next challenge. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, the thing, and, and people... Um, situations and journeys change over time as well, don't they? So I do think yeah. that's really important is that you, that consistency and keep, continue to reinforce, um, you know, that you do have that open and collaborative culture, um, which is, um, which is amazing. So what, what, what would you say your company's like approaches at, at Clue, like your, your approach to team building and uh -huh. career development within the business? 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably start with career development. Thanks for, for your question. Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting. Like one of the first things I was impressed at Clue when I started that uh, for the size of the state of the company, how well defined um, career development plans were or are. So <clears throat> we have um, we have leveling system in place. Uh, a lot of effort from our uh, people team was put into actually not just people team, people team and all the managers we have at Clue was put into building the system that could be applied for a variety of roles and variety of uh, mm. professional skill sets. <clears throat> so we have seven, uh, seven levels uh, with uh, certain criteria um, and like qualities per, per each level. Uh, we do <clears throat> um, biannual uh, performance evaluations when basically people manager sits like it's more like a 360 uh, feedback, <clears throat> yeah. uh, which results in certain recommendations or promotions and so on. Um, we also have two tracks, so the specialist track and the manager track. At, at certain points, uh, you can branch into um, like becoming a lead and, uh, or a manager. And what I think uh, different, like not to every other company, but to some, is that we we have this branching rather earlier. So usually, usually it starts like say after the senior level, like we feel that yeah. uh, like a <clears throat> hard skills of intermediate someone specialist is good enough mm. to allow them to progress as, as a leader, as a manager, because usually they face this, oh, I definitely need to, to jump one step up uh, in my hard skills to become a manager. Uh, but I, I don't really have a passion for it, but I'd rather like have like a passion for, you know, people or like processes and so on. So I think we, we like yeah. managed to open this door um, earlier for, for them and career development. <clears throat> yeah. um, in terms of team building, um, we have, so first of all, we encourage people to have um, certain activities together. Um, like we, mm -hmm. um, apart from, you know, like regular lunches or like last week we went to a uh, movie all, all together. Um, <clears throat> so we also have team. Yeah. What's unusual that? Huh? Did you say you went to the movies? Yeah, I went to the movies, like as a team. Yeah, I was just saying that's unusual. It's nice though. Like, you know, some, some companies, like a lot of their team activities revolve around going to the going to a bar or a pub and you know having a few drinks but like a movie night that's unusual and it's nice it's refreshing to hear that there are companies out there that are thinking you know doing different things to include everyone that you know maybe doesn't want to necessarily go and sit in a bar and drink a load of beer or yeah wine. absolutely <laughs> yeah and exactly that it is it is all about like trying to include more people into the activity so it was movies like the months before we went to uh, I don't know, like a street market or something like that, um, oh, like nice. a board games and yeah, it's like things that do not necessarily um, involve any kind of, um, alcohol or <laughs> related activities. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, fantastic, brilliant. What's the what's the best bit of career advice that you could give to our listeners? Like you've 
you know, you've, you've quite quickly moved into um, a leadership position and, and obviously you've been introduced to tech at a young age by the sounds of what you said at the start. Not everyone not everyone has that opportunity or is, you know, exposed to that. I mean, like, I'd say that's definitely changing now. I mean, like, my, for example, my son's seven and I send him to Coding Club every week, um, you know, but there's a lot of people that are in your kind of shoes or, or aspirational CTOs or CEOs and, and, and you know, had struggled to kind of um, work the way up. So, yeah, what kind of, how would you say that you've done that differently or what bit of advice do you think you could give to others? I, I think um, one of the most important things, um, and actually giving this advice to uh, a few people, and I think it's in a certain way help them, uh, is just like believe in yourself. Some people have this fear that, I mean, one of the questions that, like you have it was about like imposter syndrome, right? Like it, it happens, yeah. it's real, you know, it is real. And a lot of people have it. A lot of people fear that they will be judged on their, you know, like ways, skills, whatever, anything, right? Uh, and they, they, they just kind of don't really, don't apply for a certain role or don't pursue a certain opportunity, which maybe would be their like a life changing um, opportunity. So I think that that is the most important thing is just to believe in yourself. It, like, don't, don't afraid of like taking risks, don't be afraid of mm -hmm. taking risks and uh, pursue what you believe, like what you love, believe in and, and so on. So yeah, that I would say, mm -hmm. uh, and if that, that is in place, the rest will come, right? So you can learn new skills, you can learn new language, you can read a bunch of books, but if you just have this internal fear of being, you know, like being judged, um, then yeah, like you probably won't be able to progress yeah. uh, further in your career. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? And there's so much imposter syndrome out there um yeah. I, I i i know i suffer from it but you do have to yeah. try push it like you know and yeah. just yeah um just have that faith that you know you can do you know as long as you're trying your best so yeah. all, you, all you can do isn't it um so it'd be really interesting to because you're in an interesting position um at the minute within within Clue, aren't you, um, in terms of um, you going through the um, you crowdfunding stage. Yeah. Um, and I believe there's, what, seven days left at the minute. So I'm hoping we can get this podcast out there just in time for you. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to talk a bit more about, and something that we talk about a lot here, is that the values your core values within the business what what do you what do you live by what values do you live by at, at clue yeah absolutely thank you for the question um so we have three values um it's mm -hmm. care courage and connection um and i think those are lived by the clue very much on say everyday basis and in a in case of major events so i would Probably start with care. Um, so we do care about our uh, employees, about their well-being as well. Uh, 
few perks we have we have in place at Clue that uh, that support that. So, for example, we have four days work week. Um, people have Friday. Yeah, it's actually company invests like eight hours on Friday into um, say well-being of of employees. So it's not it's not a meet and free day. It's not a like uh, shorten um, contract or like we don't ask people to work more on four days mm-hmm. before. It's actually like eight hours that like we, we don't expect you uh, to produce any outcome unless you want. <clears throat> um, and that helps. I think that that also uh, one of the main USPs we have for to attract yeah. new new candidates. So that's amazing. We have like a personal budget that people also can spend uh, on themselves, like go to, you know, like uh, buy a meditation app or like go to sauna and so on. <clears throat> um, uh, that's care. Care is also manifested in a way. I mean, unfortunately, in the beginning of the year, we had to uh, reduce our workforce by almost 25%. Um, so few of like, yeah, we had to say goodbye to a few of our colleagues. Uh, but I think also mm-hmm. like, the way we've done it, I, I truly believe that was, uh, again, if not unique, but one of the few how uh, how it was done in the industry. So it was like very respectful. Like we, I mean, uh, you can read actually on LinkedIn, uh, our VP people, Sarah, she wrote an article, uh, Humanity of Layoffs. Um, so the way uh, we communicate, we spoke with people, the way we supported them uh, through the the process and even after, uh, mm-hmm. like introducing them to different companies and so on. So that, that oh, actually, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. um, courage, um, I think courage also manifests in a lot of actions and activities at Clue. Um, one of them I would say that <clears throat> I think it was four years ago when Clue is a small startup, they mm-hmm. decided to, uh, pursue FDA certification of digital only contraception um, algorithm that no one in the industry had. Like no one had an idea how to do, how to get this FDA certification, what required for it, what what are the challenges and so on. But yeah, they they just pushed through it. We, we got this certification um, in 2020. Uh, and yeah, we, we launched uh, like a, in 2021, we launched the first uh, fully digital contraceptive method uh, to the market. So currently in, in it's in reworks, but the mm. fact that we've done it, uh, yeah. that kind of, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, at or, yeah, or last we, uh, last year, sorry, um, we decided uh, that to rebuild our legacy platforms like client platforms, both mm-hmm. iOS and Android, um, sort of faced certain kind of resistance from the team, uh, partially from from the board, but we were able to convince everyone that that is actually like a good way and like the only way to proceed. And we managed it, like team kind of stood behind behind it. And we we were able in a year, uh, like modernize both of our platforms, launch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and prove that we can do it. And connection, I mean, connection manifests in a lot of things like we, uh, we, as I said before, connection, collaboration. Uh, yeah, that's that's there. Cool, fantastic, um, brilliant. And if you 
I've got a quick, good question actually um, that's just come to me. Um, if you were to do it all again, last mm -hmm. three or four years, your CTO role at Clue, what's your biggest lesson that you've learned? Like, what would you do or what would you have done differently in hindsight? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question uh, that I actually like. I keep asking it myself, um, like from time to time, like <laughs> what what I would do differently. Um, <clears throat> I joined um, quite mature company, uh, so uh, the moment I joined Clue was out there for for ten years. It has its own ways of doing things. Uh, it's culture that, you know, was built over this past, say, like 10 years. Um, and yeah. as newbie, I think I approach certain things in a manner that, okay, I need to figure out how the things work and maybe like how to slowly bend them in a way that, that I need. Um, in hindsight, I, I think that few things I might, uh, have taken a bit more radical um, approach uh, to that <clears throat> mm -hmm. and uh, our CPO she started a year after I started so that was my my learning I said to her I was like don't be afraid like I'm here like to support you like let's not wait if you think that certain things needs to be need to be done in a certain ways let's just do it and, and no way mm -hmm. so that I think would be my kind of learning I would I would tell to myself if I traveled back time <clears throat> yeah, yeah, cool, fantastic. Um, would you class your? Yeah, actually, I'll rephrase that. How would you um describe your leadership style? Um, being CTO of the business at Clue, how would you? Yeah, how would you? Kind of what's and all like? How would you describe it? Um. I'd like to believe I give um, a lot of autonomy to to the team, mm -hmm. like really a lot. Uh, so a lot of things they free to um, to decide on, you know, like what kind of um, architecture we uh, we pick. Bless you. Um, or what's like. <laughs> Uh, what's development methodology they use like within the team and yeah. like ma many more. So I think I give a lot of autonomy to, uh, to my team. Uh, but I also ask, uh, for accountability and I, I'm quite, I mean, not strict, but I just mm. don't like when people, uh, like kind of, asking for responsibility and when given like they don't hold themselves accountable for for the responsibility uh, they are given so i think that if if that is there uh team has like all of the freedom basically they 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 can have yeah. um and i think that um i mean few of my team members they they progress further in their career i never like I'm, I'm not trying to block them or anything i i usually like very supportive uh um yeah like very like, helping um so yeah um <clears throat> if if people are accountable uh if they if they have passion 
uh, then yeah, it's uh, yeah. they have like full success in in my teams. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm I'm not mac micromanaging. I'm not you know like going into like nitty gritty details. Uh, yeah. But I'm I'm asking for you know if task is given, then like results should be or if something is failing, like it also should be somehow brought up and you know like everyone should learn from it. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right, you know, in terms of that accountability piece, that doesn't necessarily mean you're micromanaging or getting into the detail. And accountability can work both ways as well, can't it? You know, like, it's uh, it just gives structure as well. And then you know from one meeting to the next, who's accountable for what? And exactly. you've got measurables then in place, which I think is really important. Um Cool, fantastic. How, um, I think one thing that we've not really touched on, and it would be good to sort of, as we're approaching near the end, um, to talk a bit more about um, uh, diversity. Um, how diverse would you say your teams are within the business? Uh, very much. You're in, you're in Berlin, aren't you? And I don't know yeah, where, yeah. where most of your workforce are, but it does give, gives you a bit of a, an advantage to be able to create more of a diverse work team. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know more about that. Um, I think teams are very like diverse too. And it comes, it's not just uh, uh, gender or nationality. Uh, it's, uh, it's generations of cultures, like different cultures, different uh different experiences right so if if you have people only from uh say hyperscale companies you you missing out something that people who worked in a in a smaller uh, more sustainable companies have or like in a bigger corporation so i, I think in, in general uh, diversity uh, on all the vectors it potentially could uh, take, uh, like we have it, yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, <laughs> recently I actually started thinking like the, the most prominent one is, is like a generational diversity. So it's like younger uh, generation of developers, they they used to do things in a, uh, like a different way than, than more kind of like older generation, like an old school. And this is also very interesting to see how, how it works together. Um, uh, yeah, like, and actually like inclusivity there is like a much more important like aspect of this whole thing. So how, how can we ensure that everything is actually, you know, uh, works with like works together, uh, like all these different, like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Fantastic, brilliant. And lastly, before I let you go, um, do you feel that, um, you know, having that diverse um, and inclusive culture within Clue, do you think it's, do you think it's had a significant impact on the culture um, within the company? And if so, how has it? I think... Like here is where I think Clue is is very unique um, on on the market. Mm -hmm. I think it started as a very diverse company. Um, I think it it attracted a lot of great talents just like 
because how diverse it is and what kind of values we had. Uh, I also believe that yeah. we were we were able to uh, <clears throat> sort of be recognized and loved by you know 11 million people uh, who are using our product on a on a monthly basis mm -hmm. just based on that, right? So <clears throat> this is I think had significant impact on on Clue as mm -hmm. a company as a business and. If, if it wasn't like that, I mean, we wouldn't be in a position we, we are. So yeah, it's one of the key factors for, for Clue um, success. Yeah. Fantastic, brilliant, that's great. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add, like real opportunity to, yeah, if there's any other kind of like value add, because it's all about sharing experiences, challenges, um, journeys with our listeners and viewers. And we have quite a lot of aspirational um, CTOs that do listen to this podcast, but also there'll be some of your peers and some CEOs and founders as well. Um, if there's anything else you wanted to add, now's your opportunity. <laughs> you don't um, have to though. <laughs> I mean, I can add one thing that I, I personally, yeah. I think I learned over like, two things I would add. Like one thing I, I believe for myself, I learned over the years of, of being CTO or, uh, or engineering manager is that it's not about, it's not only about, you know, knowing processes or right architectures or like, you know, like being book smart, but you actually need to factor in people like real people and try to apply all your knowledge in the specific situations with the real people you're working with. So people are really, it's a key, uh, like factor that you need to consider when you do anything most like most of the things. And I um, think with that, you hit the nail on the head when you said about consistency, because that goes back to people as well. Like, you know, I think, I think a lot of teams and, and businesses forget that, you know, they wouldn't be where they are without people, but it is something that you do need to consistently work on. It's quite easy, I think, for people to forget that. Um, so, and you made a few really good few points around that at the start of this, this chat, so. Yeah, and the second thing, uh, we're currently in the middle of uh, our first um, crowdfunding uh, campaign at Clue. Uh, which already actually like a record breaking. I think we, we have the biggest number of investors uh, on the platform, uh, either like over the lifetime or like last year. So, and this is honestly a unique opportunity to, uh, to invest into success of, uh, of not just Clue as a company, but actually into the health of, uh, women <clears throat> or people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so it's running on Crowdcube platform. Uh, you can find the link um, either on my LinkedIn profile or maybe we can do something in the podcast uh, things like set seven seven yeah, seven days left. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, seven yeah, days left for this too. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So, for anyone that's listening to this, we're we're recording on the twenty seventh of April. Um, so there's seven days from now to inquire um, with regards to investing in uh, yeah the crowdfunding for Clue. Um, that's absolutely amazing, given where we're at at the minute and the climate is 
to say that it's been your best yet, um, that's absolutely amazing. So huge, um, well done to that. You obviously, um, you know, doing doing a lot of the right things, um, which is fantastic. I'll make sure that I make a note of that as well. Um, but thank you, thank you very much for your time, for sharing your valuable experiences and and um, challenges. So. Obviously, you've just uh, mentioned LinkedIn. If anyone wants to contact you, reach out to you, find out more or find out, um, you know, or just want to have a peer-to-peer -peer conversation with you, is LinkedIn the best way for... Yeah, I think LinkedIn would be the best way. Yeah, LinkedIn would be the best way. I'm yeah. quite responsive, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Greg. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me again. It was a pleasure. Up to you, and I hope it will be helpful for for people and for listening. I'm sure it. I'm sure it will. Don't you be getting that imposter syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> it will, <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our latest Let's Talk Leadership, the Culture Edit Reloaded podcast. If you are a leader interested in being on the hot seat, contact me via LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take care, and see you all soon.